Hi, this is Peter Schwartz, public address announcer for the Cosmos, and you're listening to the First Team Podcast. Hello, Cosmos Country. On this week's episode of First Team Podcast, I will review the Cosmos victory over ASC San Diego in the NPSL semifinal. Miami FC have beat Cleveland Soccer Club by a score of 2-1, to one, which means that the New York Cosmos are heading to, and they will host, the 2019 National NPSL Championship match at Mitchell Athletic Complex and that match will be played this Saturday, August 3rd at 7 p.m. Eastern Time at Mitchell Athletic Complex. So go support the boys in green, and uh, the Cosmos are going to host another final, which is great to see. And um, I hope the Cosmos can lift silverware at the end of the 90 minutes. But the New York Cosmos they beat ASC San Diego by a score of two to nil at Mitchell Athletic Complex, and Miami FC beat Cleveland Soccer Club 4-1. So before I talk about the match on the field, I want to talk about the response and read some tweets, um, some replies to the NPSL tweet promoting this match. The NPSL on Twitter, you can follow them, it's at NPSL Soccer. They tweeted, it's Miami FC versus New York Cosmos in the NPSL National Championship. What a night. There were a handful of replies. And what's shocking is that some of the replies are from stakeholders in U.S. soccer. So I guess this is a fan. His name is Mark. He said, oh, hey, the two pro teams are in the finals of an amateur league. Color me shocked. Zach said, this is bad for the league. Pedro Heiser, which I believe he's the son of um, the owner of Boca Raton FC, he said, Two fully pro teams beating out 90 other amateur teams to head to the final. Bravo. As you can see, fans and stakeholders, they're not excited for this final, for the championship match. I sort of understand what they're trying to say. Because the New York Cosmos, Miami FC, they're backed by billionaire owners. And maybe they're taking opportunities from clubs and players that are talented for this level, right? Because the Cosmos and Miami FC and other clubs throughout the MPSL, throughout the country, they have professional players. But I don't think you can undermine the New York Cosmos and Miami FC and say, well, they're professional clubs. They made it to the final, to the championship match. They beat out all the other clubs. But that shouldn't be a negative thing. That should be a positive thing. Because in the NASL... The New York Cosmos didn't have to compete against 89 other clubs. There was below 20 clubs, let's say, in the NASL. Yeah, the New York Cosmos only played against teams in their division, and they played a couple of games in the, in, in the playoffs, and now they beat ASC San Diego 
and they're going to face Miami FC in the championship match. But I don't think it's been an easy ride to the championship match. I don't think you can say that. Because the New York Cosmos and Miami FC, if they're not playing in the MPSL, they're not fielding a team year to year. So from that standpoint, I think that's very important that the MPSL is a decent level and we need to sort of thank the league management because now we have a place and maybe it's not where we want to be forever, but for the short term at the moment, I think it's a decent place to call home. But I hope, and I will talk about this in in the next part of this podcast, is the future of the New York Cosmos. And Rocco Camiso has been interviewed by um, Michael Lewis from FrontRowSoccer.com. And I will um, talk about the quotes and give you my opinions on that. And I will read out some emails from last week's episode, um, which I was talking about the future of the Cosmos and what I have been told. So on the field for the New York Cosmos, I think they are going to lift the trophy. They are going to lift silverware at the end of the 90 minutes. I think it's going to be a tight match. You have two professional sides going head-to-head. Recently in the NASL, the New York Cosmos beat Miami FC in the semifinal, I believe, and the Cosmos went on to play the Deltas, which was the final season of the NASL, and the Cosmos lost the final in San Francisco, which was a sad night in Cosmos country. But I think the Cosmos are going to beat Miami FC by a score of 2-1. to one. I would love to get your thoughts on the final and for fans going to the match, um, I believe the five points are going to have a tailgate. It is going to be earlier in the day. So I guess make a day out of it, bring the family, bring friends, and um, that's party, and that's hopefully lift uh, the trophy and celebrate at the end of the match, and we could celebrate the whole night and, and um, be happy that the Cosmos um, won the championship. So I'm going to wish them best of luck. In the final, it's going to be a tough match. It definitely is going to be a tough match against Miami FC. Like I said last week, their their head coach is Paul Doug Leash, a quality manager. They have professional players, but I believe the Cosmos are going to win by a score of 2-1. to one. So I would love to get your thoughts on the final. And you can send in your thoughts so I can um, read them out on next week's episode. Um, because when you're listening to this, please send in your thoughts after the final, so we can review it together and have a discussion on that one. And next week, I should have Carter Krishnire on the show. He's associated with Miami FC, and he lives um, in Florida. So uh, we should have a great episode next week, reviewing uh, the match, talking through that, and um, talking about the future of the Cosmos, Miami FC, and just lower division soccer. So if you have any questions on that, or if you have some topics that you want us to discuss, you can email the show or tweet us or on Facebook at First Team Pod. So please get involved. And that's what I like about First Team Podcast is that I have some emails that I'm going to read out later in the show. And then we're one big family. We're, we're having one big discussion um, because we are stakeholders in U.S. soccer. And maybe we don't have a say on the future of the New York Cosmos. But this is a place where we can come together and have that discussion. Like I mentioned earlier... On FrontRowSoccer.com, Michael Lewis interviewed Rocco 
Camiso. I think it was after the semifinal match. And uh, Rocco Camiso, he didn't hold back. He, he was very honest with his answers, I would say. So Rocco said, I can't speak for next year because we're in the midst of this lawsuit and the lawsuit would have a huge bearing on what's going to happen to the cosmos and the future of the cosmos. We'll see what happens. The intention, as it's been from day one, is to make sure the cosmos will compete somewhere. But we don't know in what form or where. But as I said, I'm doing everything I can from my side to make sure that they continue playing. Rocco went on to say that we started with many more. We pushed for this. It took a lot of time to organize it. Frankly, I promised the team that I would do everything I can to convince the powers that be in the U.S. Soccer Federation to let us play, and we got it. We have only five or six teams. One of those teams are on the West Coast. They have to travel back and forth. We'll put up the money to make it work for the team, and we'll see what happens. I guess Rocco was talking about the Members' Cup there because we only have one West Coast team, and I think this is the main problem is that it doesn't matter if it's sanctioned by the the U.S. Soccer and Professional League standards or it's sanctioned by the Amateur Soccer Association. If you have a club that is in a classic season playing a shortened season and traveling regionally, and then you have to travel throughout the country and stay in hotels and pay for meals and travel and hotel rooms and whatever else that comes with traveling with dozens and dozens of people. That's going to cost a lot more money for these clubs, and it might tempt some clubs to not join the structure. And that's why they're going to have to put up some money to make it work because they need the numbers. They need the clubs to participate and play these games. Because they've promised, right? You have Detroit City FC that promised their their fans, maybe they, even their sponsors and their partners, that they're going to play a longer season. You have the Cosmos and most of the clubs, they release their schedule already. People are selling tickets and people are buying tickets. So there's so many promises out there that they have to make this work. Rocco went on to say that we're still in the midst of this huge lawsuit. As I promised, I am not giving up and haven't given up. I can't forecast the final result, but I'm confident that good things will happen. Michael Lewis noted that Camiso is helping to pay for the lawsuit. Rocco said they destroyed the NASL. That's the whole essence of the lawsuit. They created significant financial and reputational damage to our league, to Rocco, to the New York Cosmos, and they're going to suffer the consequences. That is the whole rationale and the whole reason for the lawsuit. Rocco Camiso had strong words to say about the U.S. Soccer Federation. He said, someone went out of their way to hurt us, and they did. I've been at this for two years at the MPSL, and I'm fighting. That doesn't mean I have certainty that good things come out of this thing, but I'm confident after all this money that has been spent, that after all these efforts, after all these lawyers, the problem with the U.S. Soccer Federation, and you can quote me on this, it's that it's run by all these lawyers with other people's money. It's not one person at the U.S. Soccer Federation that's putting their money at risk to fight this lawsuit. Rocco is, and that's the shame of this all. 
It's not their money they're taking. If they lose this lawsuit, they're taking little kids to make sure they get their way, and that's got to come out. He went on to say that it could have been very easily handled if they had done it the right way, if they had treated me the same way they treated the USL. What were we asking for? We were asking for the ability to continue on playing. Rocco has mentioned multiple times that the U.S. Soccer Federation sort of approved him buying the Cosmos. And they didn't tell him that they were going to desanction the league in September. So Rocco said, otherwise, tell me right now, and I don't want to come in. I think that's a weird thing to say because as Cosmos fans, we're thankful that he bought the New York Cosmos. If U.S. Soccer was going to say, we're going to desanction you in September and Rocco would have never bought the team, the Cosmos wouldn't be playing today. I sort of understand where he's coming from, but as a fan, you don't want to hear that. He went on to say that, so they made me come in. I spent a lot of money. We're talking about tens of millions of dollars here. Spent a lot of money. Then September 2017, they pulled the rug from under us that you can't play anymore. The USL was recognized as a Division II league in January or February the following year, 2018, they said there are no options available to you other than reapply again, possibly as Division Three. I said, screw you, I'm not going to do that, and we're going to fight this out in the courts. The lawsuit is still in its discovery period and is expected to go to trial in early 2020. So there's a lot to pick from that, but... I just think the one thing that we need to take from this is that Rocco is not giving up, right? And what I mentioned earlier is that thank God that U.S. Soccer didn't tell them that we were going to get desanctioned because then the Cosmos would have never got bought out by Rocco and we wouldn't have a committed owner. So it is sad that Rocco is spending or has spent tens of millions of dollars and most likely is spending millions of dollars on the lawsuit and we're playing in a semi-pro amateur league depending on how you want to view it. But I do believe that even though it looks like we're in a bad position as a club, off the field for sure, on the field we're doing well because we're playing in a semi-pro league and we have professional players. Rocco is a committed owner. And I know next season or maybe a couple years from now, we don't know where we're going to be as a club. But I do see Rocco as a committed owner, as someone that wants to see U.S. soccer be successful. And um, and this lawsuit is a way for that and is a way for soccer and the Cosmos to be successful without the professional league standards. So, yeah, it is unknown at the moment what the Cosmos are going to be doing in 2020, what league we're going to be playing in. But as I reported last week, the New York Cosmos would not be joining NISA anytime soon. It looks like the Cosmos might play in a national semi-pro league in 2020. But that is um, to be confirmed and to be announced, I guess, at a later date. But keep it locked here on First Team Podcast because we have you covered um, every single week with our podcast and with our blog on firstteampod.com. So on last week's episode, I revealed some information on the Cosmos, on NISA, on NPSL. I have received some emails, and I will read them out. Um, the first one comes from Neil Shapiro. He says, Hi, John. Again, great podcast. Interesting insights 
because what Kardec had talked about a few weeks ago about leagues, poaching teams, USL and NISA, I would be interested in what Kardec insights are. Neil, I will direct that question and that topic to um, Kardec when I talk to him, hopefully next week on the show. Neil went on to say that the comment from the Cosmos about NISA has never kicked the ball as valid. NISA at one point became just a website, and over the last year they changed the leadership. The question I have is how has NISA risen up so quickly to impact the NPSL? I guess sadly NISA has more momentum around them because they are sanctioned by U.S. Soccer, so they have they have credibility, right? And NPSL has credibility as well because they have clubs that have played, that have sponsors, that have clubs. Sort of like what that source at the Cosmos told me. I just think NISA has credibility because they're sanctioned by U.S. Soccer, and I think that's what investors probably like is there's no uncertainty around um, sanctioning. But with the NPSL, there's no concerns about each individual club. There's more concerns on the structure and on, um, I guess, sanctioning and insurance. So there's a lot of questions around the administration side, and soccer should all be about on-the-field competition. So I think NISA probably maybe helps clubs in that way where they deal with the administration side and all they have to worry about is on the field rather than worrying about everything else off the field. So I think that's maybe how NISA has risen up so quickly uh, because there's less question marks for investors and for fans and for whoever. But the NPSL, even though they've been around a lot longer than NISA has, and they have clubs and they have fans and sponsors and partners and a lot of stakeholders together. It's still a lot of question marks for the future, which I think is probably not good. What we should look out for is that will expansion for the NPSL Classic season, will expansion stop because investors don't want to join even though the Classic season is somewhat successful, right? They have 90 teams and they're doing well and each market is doing their own thing. But will investors take a step back and not join the MPSL because there's so much struggle at the moment and there's so many question marks and so much unknown? And um, I really believe that's something that we need to look out for and see if that's a problem in the future. Because I think the MPSL is a decent level because you have teams at the state league level that maybe start out there. You have FC Motown. They started at the Garden State Soccer League and then they moved up eventually. They grew as a club, and now they're in the MPSL Classic season. So I really do believe that the MPSL and the MPSL Classic season serves a purpose, and um, because clubs maybe don't have enough money or don't have the resources to join the uh, professional sanctioned leagues in U.S. soccer, they don't have millions of dollars. They don't have um, a rich investor or have an owner that owns over thirty percent that is a millionaire that has a net worth over $5 million. So most markets in U.S. soccer will never have that. That's the most important thing is that MPSL and UPSL and the state leagues, they serve a purpose. And I think they need to get to a certain level as well that they accommodate certain clubs. Because I even think that the MPSL Classic season priced at twenty grand to join, that's really expensive for a lot of clubs. MPSL and UPSL is supposed to be, I believe it's supposed to be a low um, barrier for entry. It shouldn't be a very expensive league for clubs to join. It's supposed to be a grassroots 
um, regionalized league and not a league for rich people at that level. So that's just my opinion on the MPSL. Neil went on to say that the other questions are who is running the MPSL and who is running NISA. It just seems that NISA has something from a leadership standpoint that the NPSL is lacking. From what I understand about the MPSL is that they were a member-ran league. So they're not owned by one individual person. So, for example, they might vote a board of directors. I believe Dennis Crowley, owner of the Stockade, is on this board. And there's a handful of other people. There's a chairman. Um, I believe he runs the Torrent or he owns the Torrent. I could be wrong, but I think that's how MPSL works, is that they're a member-ran organization, which I think is a good thing. And that's why they have their meeting every single um, off-season in the winter. The MPSL has this winter meetings or owner meetings where all the clubs come together at one market in one MPSL market and they talk about the future of the league. Maybe they review the season and see how things went and see how they can improve and maybe have more sponsorships, maybe have better streaming um, for their matches and things like that. I don't know how they're running NISA because uh, Peter Wilt was involved with NISA, but now he's not because he's with Forward Madison in the USL. See, NISA, they promote themselves as there's no expansion fee, but there is a fee. There's a yearly fee. In the MPSL, there is an expansion fee, and then there's a yearly fee. Of course, the MPSL yearly fee is not as expensive as the National Independent Soccer Association annual fee. It's not for all clubs, and that's the problem with U.S. soccer, and that's why eventually we need promotion and relegation that is special for North America, that is special for the United States, because you can't have teams, it doesn't matter how much money they have or or what level they're playing at, you can't have teams traveling from New York City to, to California or from Florida to Detroit or whatever. You know what I mean? You can't have these clubs traveling across the whole country because you have Detroit City FC that has a million-dollar budget. That's great, right? That's a great thing. They can travel. They can do their own thing. You have smaller clubs, like the one on the West Coast. I think Rocco was talking about Napa Valley, and he's talking about that they have to subsidize. They need to put money up to sort of make them travel across the country so they can play these matches. So that's the problem. That's the problem with the structure, is that you have clubs moving from the Classic season to the Members' Cup, and how do you make it worth it for those clubs that were traveling within their region? Because on the other hand, you have Detroit City FC, you have Chattanooga, you have the Cosmos. They're backed by rich owners, or they have funding, they have good sponsorships, so they're well taken care of. Neil um, finished off his email by saying, I honestly believe that next year the Cosmos will play because I cannot see Rocco letting the club go quiet for a season. All the best, Neil Shapiro. Yeah, I do believe that as well. I don't think Rocco is going to um, put the Cosmos on a hiatus um, because I think in the New York market at the moment, the Cosmos are playing in Long Island and we're a very hidden gem, I would say. Um, but we don't want to be that. We want to be a bigger club. We want people to know who we are in the market. The New York Cosmos as a brand is massive. It speaks for itself. But we want New Yorkers. We want the, the whole five boroughs knowing who the Cosmos are and that we're here and we're playing matches and that we're playing in a final against another professional soccer team this Saturday. 
and that needs to get out there over time. The next email comes from Michael. He says uh, the subject is MPSL versus NISA. He said, excellent podcast this week. He's referring to last week's episode. My question is, will the team be still New York Cosmos be in the Members' Cup and 2020 MPSL full season? I think that's an important distinction because this leaves the door open for the first team to come out of its dormancy and suddenly join NISA in the fall 2020 if the antitrust lawsuit is resolved. Then they'd be back to having two teams, first and B. I think that's a very interesting question. Uh, I guess the first thing I would say is that it does matter, right? The name does matter to hardcore fans. But the team you are seeing at the moment in the MPSL Classic season and in the Members' Cup coming this fall, it is a first team. Even though it has a B next to the Cosmos, right? New York Cosmos B, it's our current first team. I believe they're doing that for the lawsuit. I could be wrong. I haven't been told that. But I do believe the reason why they are naming it New York Cosmos B is because that's what it was named before in the MPSL. And I guess they don't want to show uh, the other lawyers on the U.S. soccer side, maybe Major League Soccer side, and uh, the judge. They, they, they probably don't want to show and say, hey, we have a first team and we're doing well and we're broadcasting our matches and whatever. I don't want fans and listeners to think that just because we have New York Cosmos B at the moment and that's what we're being called, that the product on the field is not good enough. In the Members' Cup, I don't know if it will be called B or not. I think we have to wait on that one. In 2020, in the MPSL full season, I'm not sure. Again, I don't think they will join Nisa anytime soon because that's what we've been told. So yeah, not even Rocco knows what's going to happen because he said to Michael Lewis at FrontRowSoccer.com, he said, I can't speak for next year because we're in the midst of this lawsuit and the lawsuit would have a huge bearing on what's going to happen to the Cosmos and the future. Like I said last week, my prediction is that probably the Cosmos are going to stay at this level for the time that the lawsuit is being heard and the lawyers and everyone is um, arguing the case. In this article, they were saying that the lawsuit is still in its discovery period and it is expected to go to trial in early 2020. For example, say it goes to trial in early 2020, let's just say January, February, and say the NASL, they win the case. Is that enough time to field a professional team in a professional league? I'm not sure. I don't know what the future is. Do the Cosmos, or if the NASL wins the league, does the NASL come back? And we have Cosmos, maybe we have Detroit City FC, and we have Chattanooga, and we have all these teams. Maybe they get investors, right? There's rumors that Detroit City FC might have an investor on board and might join NISA. There's so many question marks. There's so many scenarios that we can throw out there. And I guess we will talk about all those scenarios on next week's episode. Hopefully, hopefully I'll be joined by Carter Krishnire because he will be in New York City this weekend um, with Miami FC when the Cosmos host Miami FC at Mitchell Athletic Complex. That match will be take place on Saturday, August 3rd, 7 p.m. Eastern Time at Mitchell Athletic Complex. Hopefully you can come out, get your tickets online at nycosmos.com. The Five Points will have a tailgate, um, so they have you covered there. The Cosmos are one big family, and that's what I'm going to end on. The New York Cosmos are one big family, 
um, from the players, management, coaching staff to the fans. And we need to stick together regardless of what happens to the New York Cosmos, regardless of what league and what level we're playing at, because we should just be happy that, that the Cosmos are here. Maybe a MPSL final is not as important or doesn't seem as big as a NASL final or a NASL championship victory. But I think as a club, we need to celebrate as one because this is what we have at the moment and I think we need to make the best of it and uh, stick together and hope for the best and um, eventually get questions answered. And hopefully the lawsuit is resolved and we get a ruling um, soon. Um, according to the article, like I said, in early 2020, um, we might have a trial. So we have two listener questions on Twitter. The first one comes from Dennis Hernandez. He says, I'm hearing rumors that MPSL Classic is looking to extend their season. How would this work? Would it be two split seasons? The first one made to August and the second one August to October. One longer season. How many clubs would be a part of this? Would the New York Cosmos be a part of this extended season? Well, uh, the problem with the classic season and trying to extend the classic season is that it's mostly made up of college players. So... I believe most college players and the MPSL, the regular season, it ends, I think, what, end of July or mid to July, like mid-July, late July, way before August, right? So I think it will have to be a league structure change because, yeah, you can pay players in the MPSL, but most clubs don't pay players and they get college players and when you have college players you can't pay a certain player maybe that's not even a college player because you don't want that college player to lose his NCAA eligibility and lose scholarships and be able to play in college I think for the clubs I guess that want to extend their season I guess the idea before was to play in this full semi-pro season so I don't think if you're hearing rumors I guess we'll hear more of them but I don't think the classic season will ever extend because I think a lot of the clubs, even though they maybe want to play more matches, that model and that structure is important and valuable for those clubs uh, because they get a certain type of player, they play a certain amount of matches at their venue, and um, they have their season and they have their off season. But yeah, that's why I think the... Members Cup is important, and I know it's a one-off tournament, and I think the full semi-pro season in 2020 is also important because there are clubs that are too big for the classic season that want to play more matches and want to, um, I guess, pay their players and have maybe better players that are not college players. I think that's where the full semi-pro season comes in, Um, and I don't think, and this is just my opinion, I don't think they will ever extend the classic season because... It serves a purpose for clubs that don't want to play longer or, or just can't play longer for any reason because they're in a certain talent pool, right? So to play in the classic season, they have college players. You have clubs, and I'm not going to name them, but you have clubs that don't get grassroots and local players. They get players from Europe in the MPSL classic season. And it doesn't make sense to do that because... You can't win a prize money. You could win your championship or whatever, but I'm not saying it's meaningless, but I'm saying that there's no higher 
opportunities in the MPSL. It's just win your MPSL season, your regional um, schedule, win the championship, that's it. Um, but the MPSL is supposed to be a local thing. It's supposed to be a grassroots thing um, in their individual markets. The last question comes from at NYC Sportspunk. He said, hashtag ask the first team, wild idea. Could Rocco approach Serie A about having a New York market and a New York club in the future? Bold idea, but helpful for all parties. Have the biggest club in America, not in Major League Soccer, and force the U.S. Soccer Federation's hand. If they block it, bring FIFA in and say we have no place to play. It is a bold move. I don't agree with it, if I'm honest, um, because there's so many like negatives to this idea, right? Like the only positive is that you're basically showing the world that um, a professional club doesn't have a place to play or doesn't have a place to play for their level um, because I don't think the MPSL is good enough, right? I think a lot of fans don't mention that. But to go to the extent of approaching Serie A and saying, well, we have a New York market, we have a New York team, can we play in Serie A? I would like to think that Serie A would reject that because it doesn't help their league. It probably hurts it because every single team would have to travel to New York City. I do believe that I think a rugby team in Canada, I wouldn't say Toronto maybe, they have a rugby team and they play in an English league, I believe, and all the English teams, all the British teams, travel to Canada. And I think the Toronto team subsidizes all the travel to Toronto, to Canada. If this could happen, which I don't think it will, and I don't think a lot of um, Cosmos fans would want this, because I think what we're all fighting for, and I think this is the most important thing, is that we're fighting for a better structure in the United States and for U.S. soccer. We're not like fighting for the Cosmos to be the best team in New York City and the United States because they're playing in Serie A or they're playing in the Premier League or they're playing in a foreign league. That would be cool maybe for a season or two, but I think for the long term, it would be cool for the Cosmos to be successful and for U.S. soccer and for the structure here to be better so clubs at all levels can reach their full potential and not the bigger clubs joining Serie A or joining whatever league because they're rich owners um, or because they own Fiorentina. So I'm not knocking Rocco or the Cosmos or Fiorentina or NYC Sportspunk, but the point I'm trying to make is that the Cosmos are a historic club in U.S. soccer and the brand speaks for itself, but I think... We should be fighting for, and I do believe that that's, I guess, why he put the idea out there is because you're exposing U.S. soccer. But I think you're exposing them and hurting the Cosmos brand as well because we're playing in a foreign league, and I, I think Rocco loses more money and doesn't really um, accomplish anything. I think we should just sort of sit back, which is sad, sit back, have the Cosmos and the MPSL, and see what happens in 2020, and hope for the best for the lawsuit, because I do think that eventually we will get a ruling. If it's positive or negative, I'm not sure, but I do think eventually we will have to get a ruling. It just depends on how long that will take, because lawsuits do take a long time, but like it said in the Front Row Soccer article, I do believe 
uh, that we will have a trial hopefully in 2020 and uh, we can get some ruling and we can move forward because I think the New York Cosmos are in a holding pattern because I think they don't want to do anything until we have a ruling come out. Because why would you spend all the money in the world and go to NISA or go to USL or go to Major League Soccer when you're fighting a lawsuit against those parties? That's the way I see it. So if you have any questions, any comments on this week's episode, you can email the show at firstteampod.gmail.com and I will answer them on next week's episode of First Team Podcast. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of First Team Podcast. I really appreciate it. You can follow First Team Podcast on Twitter and on Facebook at First Team Pod. Check out our website, firstteampod.com. I want to wish best of luck to the New York Cosmos, to the squad, to the coaching staff this weekend as they will take on Miami FC in the MPSL National Championship match. And it will be streamed. I believe I saw that it will be streamed on my Kajui, which is a soccer a platform I call it the Netflix of soccer. So go check it out. The match will be streamed live. You can uh, go to the match if you're here locally in the New York City area. And let's go boys in green. Let's lift the trophy after the 90 minutes and let's celebrate together. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. I really appreciate it. And as always, let's go New York Cosmos. Yeah, just want to give a shout out to the five points. Borough boys up in the Del Cosmos and the Cross Island yeah. crew. Uh, yeah, it's New York Street and White. What we bleed, you see and fight. Indeed, it seems to be achieving. See, we do and did it right. Cause we're country loving, we above them. I'm just saying. All those lovely somethings come and see it and I'm playing. The fact of it is, the rap from tear attacks, passion bliss. Reacts, tap, and we win. So fast, racking them in. Whether it's stacking the wing, holding back to the to the mid, cutting the seams. It seems we see anything to be. We got a ball and a dream. Got a ball and a dream. We do. I'm new, it's true. Fancy you grow down for you, no doubt they do. Surrounding you about the views. Like Shouting cues allowed to you without the dudes. Around my crews, I'll check that's no excuse. Each session a lesson, it's not about perfection. The work's the test and F's connected like a method. Not breathless after training, something's gotta be corrected. Rushing and acceleration at the start's most suggested. Infected with greatness, potential is spacious. Out the world, just face it. The work becomes contagious. Some may say we made it, but now we've just begun. Sorry if you hate it, because I can tell you that I'm far from done.